Glory to God. Well, I'm a farmer. I got two tomato plants. And I'm farming the heck out of them. I can't get them to do nothing. I got to start speaking, stop speaking that, first of all. I told Ken the other day I thought I was going back to overalls. I used to wear overalls all the time just because I liked them. And I, yeah, yeah, liked overalls. Yeah, liked overalls. Well, man, you just slip them on. You're dressed for the day. Come on, man. What gets any better than that? Huh? You can get all kinds of colors if you want, but I just went with denim. I don't know if I can be a senior fellow and wear overalls. I think I can be the first senior fellow to wear overalls. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, he's been, do- he's been showing us good things, hadn't he? Let's open our Bibles tonight to uh, Jeremiah 29. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, the more that we understand about the way God thinks and the more that we change our lives to his thinking, change not only our thinking but our lives to his thinking, uh, the greater effect our lives will be to the rest of the world and the greater effect he'll have in our lives. You know, so many times people are asking questions, why didn't this happen, why didn't that happen, why didn't God do this, why didn't God do that? And the truth of the matter is, is God's already done it, right? God's already done the things we're asking for. He's already provided healing and prosperity. He's already provided deliverance. You know, if you read the Young's Literal, every time he talks about he talks about all these things in past tense. I mean, everything the Young's Literal talks about, and, and that's the literal translation, it's always in past tense. It, it's, not, it's, not in, it's not in the now. It's in the past. It's already done. Healing is foregone conclusion. Uh, prosperity, peace, all these things that God gives us, he's already given us because he already had a plan. You know, people think God makes a plan as he goes because we like to, we, uh, I don't want to know a better word, but we humanize him like he does what we do. You know, like, because, you know, a lot of times I just make a plan as I go. Well, that's not following, that's not being led at all, is it? <laughs> now, you could be led instead, which is a better way to go, but, you know, we think God does that. We think, well, he didn't have a plan for this happening in my life, so we got to see, God, what's the plan now? He already had a plan, right? He already knew what he was going to do. He already knew what he had, he'd already put in, in effect what was going to happen if we followed his plan. Look at Jeremiah 29:11. It's a well-known verse, but we'll well know it more. Amen. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. Look at it in the NIV. NIV. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans. His thoughts are his plans. His thoughts, what he's already prepared in advance for us. It's not, it's not that he's sitting down and saying, okay, here's Dave, and I've got him to to this to this day and this year now I got to continue with the plan no he had a plan all along now I messed it up a whole bunch because instead of walking straight I walked like this you know so I crossed his path several times but I didn't stay in his will right and and to stay in his will you have to begin to think his thoughts you have to begin to know and people say well who can know his thoughts we can 
We have the Spirit of God in us. He put this plan in. He didn't, this isn't a secret plan, right? It's, it's a, it's a well-known plan now because it says, I've got plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, plans to give you hope. You, you can expect good things to be happening because he's giving us a hope. And, and, he, and he put this plan, these thoughts, in effect already. You know, so many people think that, that again, he's like us, so he's having to manipulate something to make it happen because that's what we do. You know, we, we want this, so we manipulate it to, to get to it. And, and he already made a plan. He said, you start here and you go there, and, and it'll all work good. And as long as we stay in that plan, think, think about the children of Israel, 40 years in the wilderness. wasn't a 40-year trip, right? There's been a lot of people say how many days or how many months it should have been. I don't know. I've never been on that road. But I, I'm not a very fast walker, and since they were walking, I would have guessed it took a long time no matter what. And I just said, hey, can I get a camel or something? Come on. But, but they didn't only zigzag, they zagged all the way out of his will. That they, 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 he had a thought. He, he, his thought for them was this is your land. You are well able. Go in and take it. That, that was his plan. And instead of the, his plan, they limited him. In, in Psalms it says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. And, and that's what happens with his thoughts. We limit him with our thoughts, with our ways. In Isaiah 55, he says, he says let, let the wicked forsake his ways, let the unrighteous uh, forsake his own thoughts. Why? Because my thoughts, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are are higher than your thoughts. In other words, I've got a better way if you'll follow my way, if you'll think my thoughts. Not only is it a way to get to where you're supposed to be, but it's a way that you'll think like him along the way. You know, the best, thing, the best answers come from people who are thinking like God. Do you ever notice that Jesus never answered a stupid answer? No. <laughs> Anybody in here ever answered a stupid answer? I have, Right? <laughs> Because why? Because I didn't take time to think like God. I didn't take time to get my answer from the, the wisest of all. I just, I just answered off the top of my head. And when you begin to answer off the top of your head, you give carnal answers, right? Because you judge the whole situation carnally. And, and you can't get God thoughts from a flesh mind. Amen? And so... So when, when we want to get God thoughts, we want to follow God's formula. He says, I know the thoughts I have for you. And he, that, that word thought means to plan or forecast, right? I know, I know what's gonna ha- what your tomorrow's can, can be like. Amen? A lot of people say, well, it will be like that if he says No, it can be like that. It won't for sure be like that because you could mess it up or you could make it happen. Because walking, zigzagging across his path will not get you the plan of God. It will get you parts of the plan of God and, and only little parts. But when we, when we decide that his thoughts are right thoughts, when his plan and his forecast is the forecast we want, that it gives us an expected end, then it says you'll call upon him. Why? Because you know he's got the forecast. You'll call upon him. That, that word literally means to encounter him. 
It, it doesn't just mean you'll say, Lord, Lord, Lord. It means you want to encounter him. You want to meet meet with the Lord. These are bigger deals, you know, when you say, oh, yeah, I know, the, I know the God's got thoughts for me. God's got plans for me. Ooh, baby, isn't that good? No. He wants you to encounter him. He wants you to know his thoughts. He wants you to know what he thinks about you. He wants to know what, what he wants you to have his thoughts towards other people so that when you see something happening, you don't immediately judge it by your carnal mind, but immediately the Spirit of God in you says, this is what's happening here. Say this, do this, walk away. You know, you could, you could do a lot of things, but you could stay within God's thought, within God's plan. When you begin to think on your own, <laughs> has anybody in here ever thought on your own? Work out very good for you? But, you know, even if it worked out great, it still wasn't as good as it could have been because it's not going to get you to his expected end. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I did this, this, and this, and, and my life's going real well. And it may be going real well right now. But eventually, you're going to come to a place where there is an end, and it's not God's expected end, and it's not God's ways, it's not God's knowledge, and you're not going to get any further. You know, eventually, people who don't know God, they got to make a decision because they're going, they're going to one end or the other. Amen? And, and our expected end is much greater than somebody who doesn't know God. But better yet, our expected walk, our walk with Him. You know, the best way to walk with God is seek Him first. If you seek God first, you'll always be walking in His will. If you put God first in your life and seek Him, which is the next part of that verse, it says you'll seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen? And, and that's, that's what he's saying. He said, I want you to seek me. I want you to find me because I'm life to those who find me and health to all your flesh. You know, all these verses coincide. Proverbs 4, we've been on it so many days uh, on Friday nights. And he, that's what he's saying. I want you to seek me. I want you to find me. When you seek me, you will find me. You'll encounter me when you call on me. Glory to God. And, and, and then you begin to know God. When you know God... You know, there's times where I say something to Kim. We've been married 37 years, right? Let's go, 36. We've been married quite a while anyway. Yeah, somewhere around there, 37 going on 38, I think. And uh, there's times where I'll say something, I'll look at her, and I'll go, ooh, I know what she's thinking. Why? Because I know her heart, right? Sometimes it's a smile that I know, and sometimes it's a frown, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said that today, right? But I know. And when you know God's heart, not only do you know what to say, the, the conversation you can have is so much greater. You know, he, he desires good things. He, he desires a friendship with us. You know, I, I was actually driving down the road and I was praying, and I, and, I, and I actually, this wasn't that long ago, and I said, God, I don't feel like I've been a very good friend to you. And, I said, and he, said, he said, well, he said, I've been there through everything you've done. He said, I, he said I'm a really good friend. Every stupid move you've made, I was standing right there, right? I was right behind you. Every time you, every time you overcame, I was with you, every, right? God's, God is a good friend, and he wants to be our friend. And the knowledge of us knowing that will increase our ability to come up in him and to receive from him. A lot of our receiving or not receiving is because of our limitations we put on him. We're putting limitations on him that, that cause him. It, a lot of people would like to say, well, he could have done it. No. 
We limited him. He moves a certain way. He's already got a plan. It's already in place. Healing is already available. Think of Jairus. Jairus is a perfect example because he had a chance. He had a chance to get out of the thoughts of God. Amen? He had a word from the Lord. If I get to Jesus and I say, Jesus, if you come, my daughter is laying at death's door. You come and lay hands on her. And she, not only did he said it just like this, she'll be healed and she'll live. She won't just be healed, she'll live. And, and so, so this is what he's believing. This is the word he has from God. And so as, as this other lady walks down, touches the hem of the garment, now we're hearing the testimony from the lady, and that's all good. But at the end of all that, somebody from the house comes, and they tell about the giants. Right? Isn't that what happened to the Hebrew children? They heard more about the giants than they did about the word that they had back before they ever saw a giant. Amen? They had a word from God that said they could take the land. He had a word from God that if Jesus came and laid hands on his daughter, she would be healed and she would live. Well, their word was she's dead. In the natural, if you want to think carnally, okay, that's it. Game over. Amen? And he had a chance to not think a God thought right there. A human thought could come to his mind right there. Or Jesus turned around and said, don't take that thought. Right? That's that's what he said. He said, don't be afraid. Because when you take that thought, now you're afraid. You 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 take a carnal thought, a thought, and fear comes in. You take a carnal plan, and now there's that. The carnal plan, when you're dead, is that's the end. The spiritual-minded person, they don't think that way. That's not the end. He had a word from God, and that word from God said, don't be afraid, only believe. And so he took Jesus. He took what Jesus said, stayed hooked on the word he already had. He didn't need anything else because it didn't matter. You know, the, the giants, don't, they're not bigger than the word of God. And when we allow them to limit God, it's us that allowed it. It's not God. God said, take the land. He didn't say, now, if there's giants, let me know because I'll change my plan. Right? Now, now if they say your daughter's dead, there's nothing I can do now. It's, it's too late. See, that's not God's thoughts. God doesn't think that way. You know, too many times, you know, we, we get, some, we get a, a feeling Right? It's one of those sickness feelings, and we've never had it, and so we Google. Well, we just want to know what it might be. I'll tell you what, you're not going to get the information you want right there because they're going to go from anything from a sinus infection to you're going to die tomorrow. Right? And the thing is, is we have a plan right here. We, we, We can do better than Google. We can God. Right? We can God word. Right? Let's get away from Google and Godward. And we'll Godward until we find our answer. It doesn't matter how you feel because what's in the book is truth. And, and if we don't limit God with giants in the land, then we'll have the truth that he thought in the first place. The truth that, that, that the plan that he had already thought. He, he made a plan. He made a plan in advance 
for, for anything that, you know, even, even sicknesses and disease that Google doesn't even have a name for, the, the Word of God's already named them. You're, you're named under anything that there's no name for. Right? That's what you're named under. And so it doesn't matter what Google thinks. Google thinks what, the, what your natural, your worldly person thinks. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get natural worldly answers. But God has answers. And if we'll go to those answers and, and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get the God thought on these things, then, then you will not have, you'll not have the problems you're, because he'll, he'll set you right where your faith is. When Kim was going through cancer treatments three years ago or whatever it was, I don't know how long ago it was now, see, see how quick it's in the, so far in the rearview mirror? Wow, I can't even see the dust from it anymore. But we got a word from the Lord. And people say, yeah, but you, you use doctors. Yeah, that was the word from the Lord. See, people want their word because they don't want to do what God said, even if they, you know, they're like, oh, no, that's natural. That couldn't be God. You, you think that any healing in this world is natural? It's natural from God. Amen? And you just not wanting to use a doctor doesn't make that faith. Right? The, the doctor just became your giant. Right? He's your excuse to limit God. Because God knew right where you were. You couldn't get to where you needed to be another way. God gave a word. It, what if Jairus would have said, well, it said that he'd lay hands on her and she'd be healed and live. I must need something more now because she's dead. No, he didn't because God gave him the full word. Right? She'll be healed and she'll live. And God gave us a word. And, you know, because of that, I had a rest. I had a rest through the whole thing. I was never concerned that whole time. Faith is a rest. When you're in belief, you're not in turmoil. If you're in turmoil, you're not in belief. Amen? When the, when the, the reason the children of Israel didn't enter into the land was because of their unbelief. That's why they didn't enter into the rest was because of their unbelief. What was their, their unbelief limited God from getting them to where they were supposed to be all along and some of them never saw it because of their limitations, not God's. People say, well, God could do anything. No, God does exactly what His Word says and He'd already told them what they could do. It's kind of like your kids, you know. I, 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 when when Ramsey was born, um, the first thing God dealt with me was on how to discipline in a way and he said you don't or not discipline but teach and train and sometimes discipline but he said you don't train her to do something by promising her something else right the promise should be there no matter what amen in other words this is always here if you do when you do these things this will always be here when you don't do these things it limits me it, do, it doesn't take them away they don't go anywhere did you, did you know when we don't get in faith for healing, it doesn't go away? We still could get in faith for healing. God doesn't take away things. He doesn't take away His goodness. His goodness is always there. And, 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 and that's, that's the way He thinks. That's His thought. His thought isn't, if you'll do this, I'll get you some healing. Healing was already there. Amen? Even, this, even these verses right here I read one time. 
on a guy, something that a guy said, and he said, people need to get this through their head that Jeremiah 29.11 was written to the captive children, children that were captive in Babylon, and it doesn't have anything to do with you today. And do you know that there's a verse in Psalms that disputes that completely? It says everything he ever says is for everybody. That's the Dave translation of the verse, right? All his promises are good for everyone, right? It's in the New Testament. All his promises are yes and amen. And when he speaks something, what we just read, I just quoted the verse in, in Isaiah 55, his words don't go away. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. They're not. They're eternal thoughts. Our thoughts are momentary and temporary, and and they and they won't change anything. They might get you relief for a moment. His will fix you forever. Amen. His thoughts will fix you forever, and they'll take you to places you couldn't get to otherwise. They'll they'll put you in a better place. These verses are for us. God knows the plan that He had for every person in here. Every person ever born on this earth, God had a plan to prosper them and not to harm them. And when people credit harm to God, what they're doing is they're saying, this person couldn't possibly have missed it, so God must have harmed them. Right? Like if I'm walking on a trail and I get off over here and I get poison ivy and then I get back on the trail and I say, well, God, I'm on your trail. How did I get poison ivy? Well, I went off the trail over here. Right? How, how did they get 70 years in Babylon? It says in, verse, in chapter 25, I think it is, you didn't hearken to my word. It wasn't punishment. It was the next thing that was going to happen. And yes, it was punishment in that respect, but if they'd have hearkened to, the, to his word, they'd have never spent 70 years. That wasn't his plan. People read the Bible like everything that ever happened in it was what God wanted to happen. The children of Israel would not have spent 40 years in the wilderness. They wouldn't have spent 70 years in captivity. That's not God's plan. That's not his best. Now, thank God he's a good God. And he said, 70 years is it, and 70 years. I mean, one guy even got in trouble. One of the prophets got in trouble in that whole thing. He said, in two years, God's going to deliver you. God said, that's a lie. He said, don't listen to that because that's not true. Why? Because God had a plan. He, he, he's, he even plans. He's got something to get you out of your mess-ups. Amen? But they're not his mess-ups. And it's when we take it over into God and say, God, why did this happen? You're, that's, what have, that's what the children of Israel did. They said, how are we going to eat? Great, you got, us out, you got us out of Egypt. Now what are we going to eat? How are we going to drink? Right? What's going to happen to us? Oh, that we could go back to leeks and onions. Good land. No beef. It's not good. Right? But, they, but, but things like that, when you're thinking carnally, you, for, you become unthankful. Carnal people, have you ever noticed this, that if you get into a situation, you can always find a way to justify yourself? Because your mind's great at it. Well, well, you don't understand. Uh, this happened to me, and, and then I had to go to this, and I had to do this. And what, if I hadn't said this, this wouldn't have happened, and I had to do And, and by the time you, you've worked it out to where it's somebody else's fault that you're in a bad situation. Why? Because the flesh, can, it, it's perfect at, at justifying itself. 
and getting it, you know, and, and saying why it shouldn't be where it is. If you're in a place that you shouldn't be, you got there all by yourself. Amen. Um, Ramsey is, uh, she's doing some foster care now, and she's got a little girl with her. And they were, they were to the house not long ago, and uh, we were going to go do something. And I said, oh, man, well, we're going to get you a purse. And then she started, <laughs> this little girl started acting up. And I said, man, I wanted to get you a purse too. And see, that's exactly what God's like. Oh, I wanted to do that. See, people don't think he's that way. He wants you, he delights to see us well, to see us prosperous, to see us doing good. He delights to bless us. It's his heart. You know, that's why he said, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. Why? Because you'll see me for who I am. I'm a good God. When you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find out how good I am. And you're going to get rid of all these other thoughts, and, and you're not going to let them rule you anymore. And, and that was what I, so I told her. I said, man, I really wanted to get you that purse. And she goes, why, why can't we get a purse? I said, because you can't act like this and get a purse. I says, it's your choice. Act like this, right? And the purse is still there, but you can't have it. Why? Because <laughs> you can't receive it. And see, that's what God's people are like. He's like, I, I want to get this to you so badly, but you put yourself in a place where you couldn't receive it. Amen? Because, because disobedience and rebellion and, and, and going your own way, thinking your own thoughts, the, those things won't get us where we want to be. You know, it, it, it's, it's not God's best. God's best is that, that he's got things for us, and as we go, we get them. Right? And I didn't, I was trying my best. It was really hard not to use that, but I was trying to use it as an example. Is Oh, we're going to have a purse. You're just not going to have a purse. Why? Because I can't give it to you. It's not that it's not, that it's not your purse. I can't get it to you. I can't get it to you. And that's literally what we do when we, when we take ourselves out of God's thinking and, and start thinking our way and going our own way. And we look at the giants in the land. We look at the other things. And God's like, man, I had the land for you. You know, I was reading a verse in Psalm. I should have put them all on paper, but I'd have about 16 sheets. But I think it was in Psalm. He said, he said all day long I sit here with my arms wide open to a rebellious people. And, and you know, I'm thinking that's that's... That's God. See, I don't want to see the rebellious people part. I want to see God. He's the God that sits there all day with his arms wide open. He's waiting on us. We're, we're not waiting on him. Healing's not waiting. It's not waiting to get to you. It's waiting on you to get to it. This is the way you receive. You, the, the, the way we take limits off of God, look at uh, Hebrews 11.6. You want to take the limits off of God? This is the limit taker offer verse. Right with, with this verse, you 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 take the limits completely off of God. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You could say, with faith, it's very possible to please Him. For with faith, you believe that you, you we come to God and we believe that He is, and with faith, we believe He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. With faith, or without unbelief, it's right. Without unbelief, it's possible to please Him. Without unbelief, it's completely possible to please Him. Not only is it possible, well, possible in the Bible means certainly. So it is possible to please God 
in belief. In unbelief, it's impossible to please him. But, but, this, but, but he that comes to him must, must believe that he is, and we must believe that he's a rewarder. You can't just believe that he is. Everybody believes that he is. Well, most, yeah, even people say they don't believe he is, believe he is. Everybody believes that he is. But not everybody believes he's a rewarder of those who seek him. And he is, he is a rewarder. He, he's, and it's not, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, I've got to do this. You know, we've got, we got this thing that the next thing the devil does to us so we won't think God thoughts is he condemns us. You know, say, well, there's no way you could receive that because look who you've been. Look what you've done. Look where you went. Look where, you know, look what you said last week. You know, you, you couldn't receive. And you know what? He's a good dad. He's a good dad. He, he, he would rather just forgive you right there and give it to you. Amen? Amen? Right. All you'd have to do is repent. All you'd have to do is repent. How do, how do you repent? You believe he's a rewarder of those diligently, diligently seek him, so you come to him and you seek forgiveness. You seek his heart. You seek the Father. And as you seek the Father, you receive forgiveness. And when you receive forgiveness, condemnation goes away. And when condemnation goes away, you can now receive from the rewarder. Amen? It's not this kind of reward. I'll give you this if you'll give me that. He's saying, seek me, and there's a reward. That's our parts, to seek him. That's not a hard part. That's not our hard part. Well, I don't know that we've gotten to any notes. I don't know where we got off. This is good, though. I like it. Thank you, Lord. Look at, uh, so how do we think like God? How do, how do we learn to think like God? Look at Romans 12. You know, this is our regular verses. One way we're going to learn to think like God is Romans 12, too, and be not conformed to this world. In other words, quit thinking like the world. You want to think like God? The first thing you got to do is quit thinking like the world. You'll say, well, that, that's not that hard. It, it, it isn't that hard. But at the same time, we're, we, we've grown up to be trained that if this happens, this happens. If you do this, this happens. If you work, you get paid. And, and, and if you, you know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's not a wage. It's not something we get paid. It's a gift. And, and that gift is available to those who aren't earning the wage of death. Amen? How do you not earn the wage of death? You, you, you walk around spiritually minded rather than carnally minded. Carnally minded people, it's death. Spiritually minded people, life and peace. And so if we want to get to God's way of thinking, that one of the first things we have to do is we have to be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word renewing means renovation. We literally need to completely rip out all the old stuff, right? And you do. You're going to have because you can't think like God and think like a human at the same time. It won't mix. So we literally have to wipe out the, the old stuff, and we have to renovate. We have to put in all the new stuff. We have to tear down that wall because it's blocking something. We have to make this room bigger. We have, we have to renovate our mind. Why? Because God's thoughts won't fit in it the way it is. Remember when he said, don't put new wine in old wineskins? Don't put a new patch on an old, on an old garment? Because it won't work. So what he's saying is, if you're going to renew your mind, you're going to have to renovate your mind. If you renovate your mind, now you can prove 
what is the will of God? The good, the pleasing, acceptable will of God. What are you knowing? His thoughts. Now you can know his thoughts. Why? Because now you've renovated your mind so you can know his thoughts. God, what do you think about this? And what's he say? You know, people say, man, I'm not feeling very good. God, what do you think about this? Or should I Google it? And God's going to say, no, don't Google it. Right? He'll be real kind. He'll say, that's a bad idea. Let me show you something. And he'll say, look at 1 Peter 2.24 and open your Bible to Isaiah 53 at the same time. And let's look at that and see if that describes what could happen in your life instead of Google. Right? Because Google will say, well, you'll have to have it for a while. You get six creams and seven ointments and, and bathe this way and walk over here and then go see six doctors at least. And then we still don't really know what's wrong with you. Right? And it doesn't matter what you're dealing with health-wise. I don't care. You know, I don't care what variant of COVID comes out. The Word fixes it. Amen? Amen? And, and, and that's, that's the things that we have to renew our mind to. But we also have to renew our mind to where's my faith concerning this. You know, spiritual pride says, well, I ain't doing it. I don't care if they come out with seven vaccines and 12, 12 pills that will take care of me. I ain't doing it. Well, that's not God's thought because he doesn't react in pride to anything. Now, God may say, no, don't do that. But he may say, yeah, well, you should do that. <laughs> Some people are looking at me happy. Some people are. God may say, go through chemo. I got you. I got you. I'll work through the doctors. This will be easier than you thought. You'll get through it. And, and at the end of it, it will be in your rearview mirror. Everything he said happened. Everything he told us happened just the way he told us it would happen. Amen? Why? Because you can, you're, where you say you're in faith and where he says you are in faith are two different places almost always. You know, you, me saying I'm in faith for this, you know how you know if you're in faith for it? It's already happened. It's, it's real simple. So what did we talk about? The blind man last week? Do you believe I can do this? Yes. Be it unto you according to your faith. Eyes open. That's how you know where his faith was. Perfect proof. His eyes open. That's what he was believing. Amen? When people say, I, I've been believing and I've been believing and it just didn't happen. Well, <laughs> I love you all. I love you all. But you really want to check whether that's faith or spiritual pride. Look at what God's telling you to do. Amen? You know, God, God's got a way of doing everything, but, but it's going to be according to your faith. And he'll, he, the only thing he'll do is tell you to do what will succeed. He won't tell you to do anything that won't succeed. God doesn't try anything. When he gives you a word, just like the word we had, it was successful. Amen? Now, if somebody would have asked me before we did all that, if I wanted her to go through that, or if, she, if they'd ask her, you want to go through that? She'd have said, no. That doesn't bring faith. Not wanting to do something is not belief. Amen? 
Belief is in word that overcomes. We got a word. We got peace. We entered into rest. And God did the rest. Amen? We, did, we didn't sit around worrying about what was going to happen next. We didn't, we didn't lose sleep. We, did, we knew. I never was concerned. I mean, and I know that's hard to think about because, you know, a lot of people say, well, you mean you weren't concerned when she's going? No, I wasn't. I knew she was coming out. I knew that I knew. Why? Because I'd entered into rest. I believed what the Lord told us through the man of God. Amen? And, and you know, had the children that were in captivity in Babylon for 70 years believed the man of God two chapters earlier, they would have never spent 70 years in Babylon. So it's a matter of where do you want to spend your time? Do you want to spend your time in and out of the will of God doing some things, but, but always it just seems like nothing's ever just the way it should be? Or do you want to get in the will of God and say, Lord, I'm following you. I want, to, I want to hear your thought on this. I want to follow your plan on this. I don't want to go this direction and that direction. I want to go straight. Amen? Amen? And as we follow that plan, then we find his will. And, and remember this, just like Jairus, he was in the will of God. He had a word from God. The devil will still try to put giants in your path. But that's where you've got to have the heart of Caleb. And you say, it doesn't matter what's in the middle of my way. God gave me that. I can have it. Amen? And that's where we've got to get our faith to. We get our faith to where we're in rest. We, we've got a word to have faith in, and now we rest in that word. Why? Because we're, we're, we're not in unbelief. We're in belief. Amen? And, and when, as long as we stay that way, we don't have the problems. We renewed our mind. We're thinking the way we know is perfect and acceptable will. Amen? Romans 8, 6. We've already talked about this, but it says, for to be carnally minded is death. So when we think the way we think, see, what God's saying is, I know the thoughts I have for you. And he said, I have thoughts that are higher than your thoughts. And people are saying, well, yeah, they're higher than my thoughts. How could I ever get to them? He's going to give them to you. Right? He's saying, I got a better way of thinking. Let me put it in, in terms you can understand. I've got a better way of thinking than you. That's, that's pretty simple. You think like this, and I think like this. You think death, I think life. Carnal minds only think death. Spiritually minded people, they think life. They think life and peace. And, and because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it's subject not to the law, neither, can it, can, neither indeed can it be subject. It is not subject to the law, neither indeed can it be. So they that are in the flesh cannot, let me rephrase that, they that are in the flesh limit God. They that are in the flesh limit God. Why? Because if you're in the flesh, all you see is the problem, the reasons why you can't make it, the, the reasons why you were in faith and, and God didn't. You got a thousand reasons to fail where God had one reason to succeed. And that's because he had a word. He had a thought. He had a plan. And his plan was greater than these plans. And, and as we follow him, then, then, then we get what he said. Look at, those, look at the verse we've been uh, talking about all night, Psalm, Psalm 78, verse 41. In verse 22, it's talking about these same people that limited him. And, and there was two main things they did that limited him. 
They believed not, and they trusted not. And that's in verse 22 of this chapter. They believed not, and they trusted not. When we believe not and trust not, then we have not. Amen? If you believe not and you trust not, you have not. And, and it says... And it says in verse 41, it says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not His hand, nor the day when they... When, when we become unthankful, we quit thinking like God. We quit following His plan. Why? Because we're unthankful. They become unthankful. And, and when we forget... You know, um, last week we prayed... Um, before I before I did, we prayed for you know just people that were struggling with sickness and, and money and issues and different things within the body of Christ here, Sarasota and online uh, partners within these bodies. And you know I heard testimonies all week of good things that God was doing for people in these things. Why? Because we prayed and we believed and we trusted and and, and we and we loved. All this was done in love. Everything that God ever asks us to do will be through love because that's the unfailing part of God. It, it, you know, you, you put the, uh, one of the words for, uh, let me find that because it was really good actually. One of the words that he uses for, um, to describe him, uh, describe his thoughts was contents. The contents, the contents of God. Who, who wants to know the contents of God's mind? Right? And who wants to add those contents to their life? The main content is 100% love, and everything else in love is it's in love. It's, not, it's 100% love with peace, joy, faith, goodness, right, mercy. You know, our thoughts, just to give you an idea, our thoughts, we see a situation, and we say, I don't think they're ever going to make it. And God's not even started with his mercy there. His mercy has just now hit the ground. And see, our mercy is so why? Because his mercy thinks from love. Our mercy <laughs> thinks from our flesh. So, so many times, well, you know, I, I gave him two chances. I'm glad God gave me more than two chances, aren't you glad? <laughs> huh? But see, his compassion, it fails not. Why? Because it's a part of his love. It, it can't fail. The things, the things and the qualities and contents of God's thoughts are unfailing thoughts, and they're towards you. He knows the thoughts he thinks towards you, towards me, and they're unfailing thoughts. They're thoughts of, of prosperity, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. So no matter what you're going through, if it doesn't look good, if it doesn't feel good, then, then that doesn't mean... It's time to quit. It's not time to question God. It's not time to look at the giants. It's time to say, God, what did you tell me? That's what I believe. Yeah. Amen? That's what I believe. That's where I'm staying. But it's not time to say, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I don't want to and I'm not going to. You know, that got me in more trouble as a kid. Right? You tell mom, I don't want to. You're, you're automatically getting ready to do that. I'm not going to. You're getting ready to get beat and do it. Right? I don't know what you don't want to and not, aren't going to, but it, that's not going to get that, that, that. God doesn't say, oh, i got to save them. No. He says, you're going to miss it. You're limiting me. You're keeping me back from doing everything I've already done and desire for you. Um, the one thing that, he, that I thought was interesting that he said, we'll look at it in Hebrews Hebrews, uh, Hebrews, it's in Hebrews. 
Hebrews 3, maybe. Hebrews 3, yeah, 319, and then we'll go right into 4. It says, uh, so we so, so see what they could, that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The children of Israel could not enter in. Why? Because of unbelief. It wasn't because God didn't want them there. It wasn't because God's will changed. It wasn't because his plan changed. And see, that, that's too many times what we think. God changed his mind now. You know, I, I just know I was headed on the wrong right path, and then something happened. God must have changed his mind. No, it was a giant. Don't be afraid, only believe. Amen? Keep going. If you know you're in the will of God, keep going. There was days that weren't perfect, right? Where I know she didn't feel like keeping going. I mean, I know she even said to me one time, I don't know that I would do this again. Because it wasn't easy, but it was easier than it could have been. And, 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 and it was one of those days where the devil was trying to get you to see the giant more than God's Word. And we went right back to God's Word. You know, I, and there, I even so, told her one of those days, I said, I said, I know you feel bad, but I cannot get in agreement with you. I said, because I love you and I'm not willing to lose you. Amen? And, and, and those are important days. And it's important to have somebody there that, that won't coddle you and go Google five things to find out why you're in the situation, but will go back to the word that you had in the first place, that rebuke the giants or overcome the giants and move on, and then you come to this day. Amen? And it's the day. But they were, they, they, they were kept out on their own accord, not on God's accord. He always wanted them to have that land. They didn't experience it because of their limitations, not God's. They limited him with their unbelief. And it says, Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. The same gospel we hear was the same gospel they hear. The same gospel you hear will require the same thing theirs would have required, and it requires faith. It says, But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You can hear it, but if you don't mix it with faith, you're not going anywhere. Why? Because it takes faith to make God's word his thought and his plan for you. It doesn't mean it wasn't his thought and his plan, but for you to receive it, you got to have faith. So they didn't receive it because they, unbe- they unbelieved it. It's not, a, it's not correct English, but remember I told you I'm a farmer. I don't have to do that. I'm going to wear overalls next time. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but they, they kept themselves out because they refused to believe. Not that they couldn't have believed. They refused to believe. They could have believed. Amen. And it, you know, it's just like Jairus. He could have stopped right there. At, at, at that moment, he could have stopped. He could have said, oh, it's over, and, and walked away. His heart could have given up. But Jesus spoke another word to him, and he, he added that word to the word he already had. Amen? And he moved on, and his daughter lived. Amen? Why? Because he didn't enter into turmoil. He stayed in the rest. It doesn't say that he wrung his hands all the way to the house. It doesn't say that he was worried all the way to the house. It's, it says that they went to the house. And it doesn't say he said another word 
Amen? That's wisdom. And it's also peace. Because i got to be honest with you, I just got one daughter too. And if I heard that, I'd do what you asked did. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Amen? The, the word preached didn't profit them. And it says, For we which have believed, we which have believed, once you've believed, you'll know when you're in faith because you'll be in rest. It doesn't mean that, there, that you won't see a giant, but the giant won't be bigger than the word. The giant will never be greater than the promise. If the giant is bigger than the promise, then you've let go of the word. Amen? And because the giant's not bigger than the promise. The giant cannot be bigger than the promise. It's not even possible for him to be that big. Only us can put that limitation on God. Amen? Because it says, For we which have, which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works, how long ago were the works finished? <laughs> From the foundation of the world. The, the healing, see that's one thing, healing and, and the promises of God. And I, I use healing because it's, it's so prominent for all of us. But healing, God didn't just start something new. Right When Jesus took the stripes on his back, those stripes and that blood, that reached all the way back before the foundation of the world. It reached all the way back before sin. Amen? And, and, it, and, and, it, and it reached all the way forward further than you can reach. And so healing is a promise that is forever. And, and it, we're not waiting on God to do it. It's already done. Our part is to believe it. We which have believed in healing do enter into rest. Amen? And, and to, to, to believe in that and to enter into that rest, the, the next question, question you've got to know is, what do you believe? What, where's your word? What are you standing on? Where, what, what's giving you rest? What gave us rest was that word from God. Amen? Right. That word. And, and that, that same word that we got is the same. It's, it's the word of God. And it gives you rest. And if you're not in rest... You haven't received the word. You're not mixing it with faith. And, and, you know, I know people would like to say, yeah, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. If, if you aren't resting, if you're not in rest, if your spirit, I'm not saying that there's not stuff going on all around you, but in your spirit you say, nah, God's got this. I, I, I've received this. Healing is mine. I, I'm moving on. I'm going through. I'm overcoming. This, this isn't bigger than God's word. It can't be bit greater than God's promise. And I'm going through. Amen? And, and as, as, we, as we believe, we receive. That's how you receive. Limitations never receive. Unlimitedness, that's what receives. If you believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek, that, that's, that's reaching in and grabbing it all. Amen? And, and when we grab it, we receive what he wanted for us all along. It's not like, it's not like we're trying to talk him into it. He had the plan in advance. The plan was already set up. Your healing was set up through Jesus Christ before the foundations of the world. Amen? The only thing that limits him from getting it, or you from getting it, not him from getting it to you, you from getting it, is unbelief. Or just choosing not to. <laughs> That's really unbelief. I don't, know, I don't know another good word for it. 
And, and I can use that on myself. If, if I don't receive something, it's because I didn't believe. Amen? It's not, it's not that I don't believe it's there. It's not that I don't believe it's possible. It does not that I, but I don't believe. If Once I believe, I receive. Because once you believe, you receive. Believers receive. Amen? Because believing is what it takes to receive. Right? It doesn't say receive to believe. It says believe to receive. And as we believe, we receive. Amen? Glory to God. He's helping us. Amen. How am I going to end? That's all we got to find is an end. Uh, Ephesians 3. That's how we're going to end because that's how I wanted to end. Ephesians 3. To know the heart of God is to know the love of God. And, and, that's, and so if you want to know what God's thinking, you, you have to be walking in love. You have to have a knowledge and a working knowledge of his love for you. You know, one of the things that keeps, that's, that keeps people back from receiving from God is not just realizing how much he loves them. Amen. He, he loves us so much that he sent Jesus on our behalf, died on a cross, rose again, and, and took, all, took everything that it need, was necessary to, to be at perfect peace with God, to be called children of God. Amen. And he loved you so much that he healed you, that he, that he, that he bought prosperity and everything, everything that we could ever need, this love purchased for us. And, and he, what, what Paul said that I pray you know, in Ephesians, he said, and I'll just look in verse 13, he said, I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. What's he saying? I, I pray that your faith will grab hold of Christ and he'll dwell in your heart by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in what? Love, because that's how faith works. Amen? So if you get faith in Christ and you're rooted and grounded in love, it can't be taken from you because you're rooted and grounded in, in the love that it takes to receive from the faith. You're mixing faith with love. It has to work. It, it, it's always successful. Amen? It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, may be able to know, have knowledge of the unlimitedness of God. What's he saying? He says, I want you to comprehend how unlimited God can be. And the, what, what takes the limits off God is love. The more we know about his love, his love for us, his love for all, you know, when, you, when, when our mind thinks this, he loves them more than I, I can't believe they didn't make it. What, what's your human mind doing? It's, it's putting levels on things. It's saying, well, they're such a good person, they should, have, they should have received. We don't receive because of our goodness. We receive because of his goodness. And that's why I say I want you to know his love. I want, you to, I want you to have a knowledge, a working knowledge of his thoughts in love. He thinks in love. Every thought he has, why? Because he is love. So he thinks in love. So everything he does is, is born out of love. Glory to God. And that's why nothing he thinks fails. Because everything he thinks, and when he says, I know the thoughts I have for you, that thought was born out of love. Why? Because he is love. Love was thinking that about you. Amen? And, and if love's thinking that about you, you've already got an unfailing uh, God, love, that's thinking about you. And, and, and now if you're grounded in love, he says, now I want you to comprehend how, how, how deep, how, how high, how wide. I want you to comprehend how unlimited, how unlimited I am when you walk in my love. I'm unlimited in your, own, in your life, and I'm unlimited through your life. 
Amen? He said, I want you to comprehend this with all the saints. I want all the saints to comprehend the love of God together. And when they comprehend how unlimited things are when we walk in this love, when we live in this love, when we, when we live through this love. See, we now become, was Jesus limited? Not in this earth. He was only limited one place because of their unbelief. Everywhere else Jesus walked, he was unlimited. When he went into cities and towns, how many people got healed? All, right? It wasn't part, and and there was only one place where he couldn't do anything, and that was where unbelief dwelt. But where there was no unbelief, the love of God operated through him on such a high level that everywhere he went, the compassion moved and people were healed. People's lives were changed. Demons were chased off. Good things were happening everywhere he went. Why? Because he walked in the perfect love of God. That's where you get the perfect answers of God because that's where you get the perfect thoughts of God. Amen? And he says, he said, he says I want you together with all the saints that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, the unlimitedness of his love and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Here's where the word contents comes in. That you may be filled with all the fullness. That word fullness means contents. And what he's saying is I want you to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the contents of God. Everything that God is, I want you to be filled with it. Why? Because when we're filled with this kind of love and and, and we're filled with the contents of God, now we think like God thinks, we do what God does, we operate like God operates. When, When something comes against us, we think like God thinks and we don't think like humans think. We don't we don't use our carnal mind, we begin to use our spiritual mind, and we got his contents in us. To have his contents in us means you gotta get rid of your contents. Amen. <laughs> you, your contents, like if there was a content level, it'd be like unbelief, right? Uh, no peace, a lack of joy, right? His contents, full peace, right? Full joy, full love, full faith. But his contents are, are all good. His contents are the goodness of God. And he said, I want you to know this love so that you're full of these contents. Amen? I want to be full of His contents. Amen? And if we, if we walk in His Word, if we listen to His thoughts, and, and if we walk in His thoughts towards us, when something comes up and, 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 and it looks like you're not going to make it, don't go to the Google. Go to the Word. Right? Go to the Word. And when we go to the Word, it says, By, his, by whose stripes ye were healed, and all God's promises are yea and amen. He meets all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's Word for all things. People say, oh, not for what I'm going through. Yes. Besides that, God talks. Amen. <laughs> he talks. Just like, the, just like what I was telling you what he told me just the other day. He said, I've been a good friend to you. I've been right beside you every time you failed. I've been, I've been in the background because you didn't ask me to help. Right? And I, I've been right beside you when, you when you succeeded. I've been there when you cried. I've been there when you've laughed. I've been there. I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. I have been a good friend. Amen. I thought that was so cool. I'm like, you have been a good friend. Help me to be a better friend. Amen. Because God wants to talk just like that. And that's how you learn his thoughts. You meet with him. You, you say, Lord, I want to know your heart. 
I want to know what you think. I want to know how you would respond. I want to know what you would say. I want to know what I want to know you. That that relationship that we should have with God, it, it means everything. And that's how you begin to comprehend his love because you begin to know him on a level that you didn't know before. And then his thoughts become your thoughts. His ways become your ways. And we begin to walk in the things that God desires us to walk in, doing the things God desires us to do. And all of a sudden, your thoughts towards other people are for good and not for evil, for hope and a future. And when you call somebody to encourage them, that's what they feel. That's what they feel. They, Dave knows God's plan for me. He, he's, he's encouraging me in God's plan. He's encouraging me to go on. He's encouraging me to come up. He's encouraging me not to quit. Why? Because he knows God's plan for me. Even when you're tired, God's plan's still the same. And he'll put somebody who knows that plan right in your path. And he'll say, oh, don't quit. Don't quit. You got this. God's plan for you is good. He's not going to harm you. He, he's going to bring you out of this. Those giants, they look big, but, but that you know what? I saw one fall with just a little bitty stone, and they, 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 they'll go away fast. Amen? Glory to God. Stand on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Whew. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's showing us good things. You know, our, our thoughts, our, our ways are, are low. But, but when we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And, and to know his thoughts and to, and to walk in his thoughts, that, that should be our desire. That should be, uh, we should want that every day. You know, I, you know, every time I read, what is it, John chapter 8, where, the, where they throw the lady in front of him that was caught in the act of adultery. And I see the wisdom in his answer and I see that they couldn't push him into a fleshly answer at at that point they pushed her out there and they pushed him for an answer right they're pushing two things we want her dead and we want you wrong and he was a man and it would have been just as easy for him to say, yeah, she should, yep. You know what? She should not have done that. Get her. He was a man. And you know what? Some of us might have done that. Quick to judge. Flesh is always quick to judge. But he didn't. He didn't let him pressure him one bit. Never let the giants pressure you. Never let the things going on around you pressure you to think differently than God thinks. Even if you just have to quote this verse, say, you know what, devil, I see what's there, but this word says his plan for me is good. Prosperity and goodness are mine, and I'm sticking with this. Amen? And, and then you, you lean down on the ground, and you take a minute, and you come up with an answer that no one, not one person, can refute because it's pure love. Amen? It saved every person in that crowd that day, including the lady caught in adultery. The only person it didn't save was the man she was caught with because he wasn't around. <laughs> Maybe he got it later. You guys got a song? Sing for us. I